Good morning everybody, it is the first Friday of Octagon 2.0, so for you guys who have started this week, just got a grip to the week, awesome, week one is all about just getting into the flow, even if you did one workout, two, just tracked your macros a few times, got familiar with the group, joined a WhatsApp group, joined a few calls, listened to a few seminars, you know, whatever it is this week you've done, give yourself a big pat on the back, because starting and actually getting involved is the biggest, it's like halfway, you're 50% there. So, you know, being integrated into the community is is massive. Um, the WhatsApp groups, you know, the Facebook, the Turtle Radio in the morning, there's loads of touch points and just, just tapping in and out is fine for this week. We start ramping her up week after week. We start getting into the flow. We understand what we like, what we understand what we don't like. We work on our habits. If you're reading Tiny Habits, you start thinking, what's my anchor habits? And you start working them out. This isn't going to happen overnight. And there's an analogy I use all the time. It's like, if it, it's like a farmer planting, you know, a seed today. And then tomorrow it turns up and goes, why hasn't my wheat grown? Where is my wheat? Why is it not fully grown? And the guy's like, you planted it yesterday, mate. What do you think's going to happen? He's like, well, I went to now. It's like, well, it doesn't, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's never worked that way. You plant your seed, you know, you've all planted your seed by joining, right? There'll be turbulent weather. You'll have some rain, you'll have the, the nutrients, you look after it, you know, there'll be all sorts of things going wrong, but the seed's been planted, and with the right direction, with the right support, it will grow. And you've just got to give it time and patience now, and actually, you know, look after that seed you've, you've planted, which is to look after this challenge, you've put your money into it, make the most out of it, but don't, don't think making the most out of the challenge is to do everything. That's the biggest mistake people make. They go, all right, I've spent this money and now I must make the most out of it by doing everything. No, but to make the most out of a challenge is what we get out of it as an actual impact on our life. And trying to do everything will not do that for you. It'll be too much for most of you. Some people can do it. For most of you, it's too much. And you'll actually get less out of the challenge by trying to do more. So I got a screensaver on my phone. It says, complete commit to less, complete more. And it's the same with this challenge. If you commit to less, you'll complete more of the challenge and you'll get more out of it. So just to give you that kind of mindset for today, it's been the first week, hope you've enjoyed. But last night we had an awesome seminar with Hugh Gilmore, right? Um, we, talk, we, we, we spoke about the um, our emotions, um, emotional management essentially, and you know, what, what are we ultimately responsible for? So are we responsible for you know, the, the, the socio-economic situation we're born into. You know, many cases we, we're not really. You're born somewhere and that's the luck of the draw. You know, you're not responsible really for things that happen to you all the time. Things that can happen to you, it can be an illness, it could be, you know, a job loss out of nowhere. There's loads of stuff outside your control. Um, and in reality, the only thing we do have control over is our voluntary actions, which essentially is our response to whatever happens to us. And that's what he was trying to drill into us. And you know, we got a lot of awesome questions and I want to thank Holly for bringing up a, a great question, Tom, a chronic illness, because without people like Holly and other people in the community who've got such a wide kind of, you know, it's easy to think everybody's the same as you, right? That's the problem most people are in. Like a lot of these coaches online, these 25-year-old, you know, big, white, jacked men, and they think, well, if I'm like this, so I have all the words like this. Well, no, that's not true, is it? You know, we've got such a wide scope of differences in how we are. And there's a lot of differences in how, you know, some piece of, one piece of advice might work for one person, but they might not work for someone else. And Holly's question was, well, how do we respond to chronic illnesses? It's not in my control. 
sometimes it's fine I can do stuff sometimes it's not and you know I can't do anything and that's frustrating and it, you know obviously imagine think think about it for a second you, you know it's easy to say well just focus on the response to it and that's ultimately where the power is but there's a second part of that point and Holly commented in the box and the media realizes is to understand that most things are outside of our control that's the first thing for you to realize most things are outside your control and if you try and control them you're doing an impossible task and when you do an impossible task you are always in conflict with your own mind and when you're always in conflict in your own mind you cause anxiety it can cause depression it can cause adrenaline running all the time it can cause all sorts of problems so the first thing we need to do is is to let go of the fact that we can control things most of the things we can't control focus only on what we can control and when we focus on only what we can control, we end up realizing we have got more control and we actually feel better about things because we're like, do you know what? I don't want to control any of this stuff. So I'll do, I'll focus what I can control. I'll respond in the way I want to and let's see what life takes me. We've always had this and all these goals and this and that. I, I hardly set goals anymore. You see, I'm going to respond. I'm going to live one day at a time. I'm going to, I've got obviously projections I want to go, directions I want to go. But I go, I got these directions I want to go, and I'm going to respond in the way I want to. I'm going to understand the only thing in my control is I wake up every morning, I decide to, to put myself in a good mood, I decide to make the most of the 24 hours ahead of me, I decide to try my best that day, no matter what. If my best is worse than yesterday, it's fine. I'm still doing what I can, right? And I am going to put faith in myself that if I do that, life's going to turn out okay for me. And that's worked for me so far. And it'll work for all of you, because... It, all you can do is do your best and that's where the control is and if you think about it how much like think about the melt the anxiety melting away now oh I don't have to try and control that how that person thinks of me I don't have to control what my boss thinks of me I don't have to control what if this thing happens to me this illness happens to me or not I don't have to control if you know I catch COVID or not you know we can do things to mitigate the risk of course but there's the risks always going to be there right and we can't just hide away and wither away and I'm going to throw another Jim Rohn quote to you now, because he's a master of these quotes. And he says, if you think trying is risky, wait until you get the bill for not trying. And this is, this is what he says about life. You know, you can try and mitigate everything, play it safe, be in control. But ultimately, that's the biggest risk you can play. What we should be doing is, actually, let's take risks. Again, let's, let's do these skillful frustrations. Let's push ourselves, not too much. But let's go push more, more, more. And actually, if things come that we don't expect, we need to understand I can respond to this. That's where the powers are. So this happens to me. I feel sad. I feel angry about it. However, I'm not going to let that temporary feeling of anger or sadness or, you know, joy, whatever, to overtake my rational thinking and make a decision for me in a snap moment. I'm actually going to respond. And this is exactly what the Stoics talk about as well. So it all kind of links up. So the Stoics speak about this. Um, they talk about first impressions. So let me just tell you what Epictetus says. So the meaning of impressions here is the initial reaction. It's a sensory input, it's automatic, and this is outside your control. And this is what Epictetus says. This is from 2,000 years ago. Therefore, the first and most important duty of the philosopher is to test impressions, choosing between them and only deploying those that have passed the test. You know how with money, an area where we believe our interest to be much at stake, we have developed the art 
of a saying and considerable ingenuity has gone into developing a way to test if coins and money are counterfeit involving our senses of sight, smell, hearing and touch. The assayer will let the denarius, which is like the pound, drop and listen intently to its ring. And he is not satisfied to listen just once. After repeated listenings, he practically acquires a musician's subtle ear. Ear, for you English. It is a measure of the effort we are prepared to expend to guard against deception when accuracy is at its premium when talking about money. But when it comes to our poor mind, however, we can't be bothered. We are satisfied accepting any and all impressions because here the loss we suffer is not obvious. That's beautifully said 2,000 years ago. You know, get given a £20 note. Is it real? Okay, let me see it. Let me see it in the light. Let me check if that's real. Okay, let's have a look. You know, we check people. You, some of you, you're on dating profiles. You see a Tinder profile. You go, oh, is he real? Let me check his Instagram. Let me check this and that. What's a red flag marker? We do all this like, investigation into this first impression. But then any thoughts we have, oh, we don't even do anything. We accept all of them. We accept them all, and that's a decision. That's the power. Your power is to actually the decision. That's where your power is. You can decide not to take our first impression on, and go, yeah, okay, I agree with it. You can actually go, hold on a second. I'm feeling nervous right now because someone's over there. But am I just, am I just nervous for no reason? Like, is there anything worrying you? No, there's not. Okay, then this first impression is just a bit. You know, it's, it's not serving me. You know, it could be. This happens like. You know, public speaking is one of these big ones. It's like you go on and the first impression is everyone's looking at me, they're judging me, gonna feel bad about me, la la la. And actually when you put out to the test, you go, no, most people are supportive. They're here to listen to me. They're gonna support me. I'm gonna do my best. That's all I can do. And actually I don't accept that everyone here is gonna mock and laugh at me, right? So you don't accept that first impression. And there's loads of these examples. So this is where he was getting at. And I think we should all test this out this weekend and today and for life really is like you'll get these automatic sensory inputs from the outside world of thoughts automatic ne negative thoughts it's up to us to put the checkpoint up and go hold on mate let me see what you really are and then i'll accept you or i won't accept you i'll discard you or i'll accept you that's the power we have and if we focus on that happy days we're going to be much happier people right we're going to walk around going yeah whatever you know in some cases People talk about the Stoics and they say they're unemotional. Then it's not that Stoics are unemotional. Well, Stoicism in general is unemotional. Stoicism is all about accepting emotions as temporary things and wanting to understand that we have a choice to respond to them. That's all it's about. It's not about saying I'm not going to feel sad. It's saying I feel extremely sad right now. But you know what? You know what? This 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 sadness is legit. Some, someone's passed away. Someone's done something bad. I genuinely feel sad first, not whatever, but it's not in my interest to lash out after the sadness. It's not for me to to be a, to to victimize myself. I mean, I'm a victim and make it worse for other people. Like I'm gonna accept this. Accept, I'm accepting what's happened. I'm extremely sad, but the best thing to do now is for me to be strong for someone, be me to be strong for my family, whatever. You know, you you end up doing something that's more beneficial to yourself than something that doesn't serve you at all. Because we often fall down these rabbit holes of you know, I'm a victim, right? And again, this is a delicate topic because it's easy to say this from a position where you haven't had something extremely bad happen. And when something extremely bad happens, you can feel like it's like a victim that things, why are things happening to me? 
But he was saying, bad things happen to people all the time. Good things happen. It's sometimes at random, most of the time at random. You know, this. You all. we've all know stories of someone when we were in school and it was like, that 14-year-old kid that died of, you know, in my school, some 16-year-old kid died of cancer. You know, he was on my school bus. You have some people who, you know, crash and car crash and all, all these horrible things that some rugby players, you know, peak of their career, go into a tackle, boom, paralyzed. You know, death, cancer, all these things are all around us and it's gonna, it's potentially possible to hit any of us, right? So if, but by saying, by taking things on, go, why me? Why not you? You know, why not you? And actually understanding that, that's, and it's a tough one to accept because it's accepting that it could potentially happen, but that's exactly what he was saying. If we can accept these things can happen, right? We can accept that we can respond to them and we don't have to be a victim to them. We can actually respond. And he was going to go into these these topics more over the next few weeks. We're obviously not going to flush it out in one session. And like he says, he's more than happy to take questions on his Instagram and discuss them further. And I think there's another important point he made is to, to how to differentiate between mental wellness so mindset and then actually mental health so he says if you're feeling really 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 bad and depressed and anxious for like two weeks in a row and it's it's, it's intense right and you've tried these things and you've tried to go for a walk and exercise whatever it's still there he says that's time to go doctor that's when it would be considered a mental health inquiry versus you know a mindset thing so that's another thing to think about but Let's end it on a good note. You have completed your first week, essentially. You've got boxing and yoga tomorrow. You've got the virtual run on Sunday. You've got the mental health on Sunday as well with Ryan Williams, which is a big hitter. You've got another yoga session as well on Sunday, yin yoga with Arnie. Um, So you've got a packed weekend if you want to use it for some wellness stuff. But pat yourself on the back. Make sure you write down your wins that you've had this week. It's important, reflective. You know, we do the 6 p.m., weekly review chat and that's kind of a verbal one of it but it's always better to write things down you've all done amazing i've seen you all in the groups and it's awesome to see the engagement the support people coming back in being reignited in the community and stuff like that and the good news is as well we've set up the octagon 2 end of challenge event which is april the 10th in putney crossfit putney um on saturday the before that sunday we might be doing a live yoga and a boxing session in one of the commons as well. Um, so low-key gathering. And then the Sunday will be like the event from 2 till 6 or 2 till 7-ish. So it'll be a social thing. Um, so you can meet in the morning as well for a run with Max early on in Richmond too. So essentially it's kind of a full weekend. But really the structured thing is that Sunday 2 till 6, 2 till 7. The rest of it is kind of free room for you all to meet each other and have a good time. So guys, we've got that to look forward to. And we're one week down, nine weeks to go. And all we can do is make the most of each day, which you've which you've all done. And a lot of you have made huge progress in one day, in two days, in three days. You're like, wow, I feel completely, I feel, you know, sometimes you can feel like a completely new person after a few days of like reading and mindset and putting the phone away. And it's amazing. So think about that now over the next nine weeks. And use this weekend as a chance to test yourself, to be inquiring like a scientist. Don't be like, oh, I'm worried I might go out and drink or... Let's see then. Let me have a. Let me see like what's going on here. Let me see if I can do it. It's a little test for me, and if I go over, it's fine. But let, let's see, let's look at this like a scientist with with curiosity and interest, and that's when it's fun as opposed to like doom and gloom. Going into weekends shouldn't be doom and gloom, guys. I don't think you should all go. Ah, oh, 
I'm not going out for food with my friends. Oh, I'm so worried. You're going out for food with your friends. Come on, like, enjoy yourself. But just try and use a bit of the rational brain and be like, yeah, well, it's up to me if I want to make better choices. Of course it's up to me, and I can tell my friends about it. And I can cap my drinks, and I can cap the total volume of food I eat, of course. But I can still have the exact same enjoyment of seeing my friends. So don't make it stress you out about weekends. It's good to have friends, obviously. Good to have weekends and enjoy yourself. So... Use it as a way to explore. Be curious this weekend. But again, focus on today first. What's your one big thing today? Get that done. Make sure you set yourself up nicely for the weekend. And uh, yeah, let me know how your weekend goes. And we'll be meal prepping this weekend as well. Johnny will be posting a recipe to do. And I'll be posting the photo of mine on Monday or Tuesday, which will look horrible. But no doubt, juicy macros. Guys, enjoy today. Enjoy your weekend. See you on Monday.